Borg. Lower your shields and surrender your ships. We will add your biological and technological distinctiveness to our own. Your culture will adapt to service us. Resistance is futile. The Borg are an amalgam of cybernetically enhanced humanoid drones of multiple species. Organized as an interconnected collective with a hive mind inhabiting a vast region of space. They operate towards one single-minded purpose. To add the biological and technological distinctiveness of other species to their own in the pursuit of perfection. They are the adversary of autonomy. The definition of slavery. They are the juggernauts of an infinite number of quadrants and parallel dimensions, including the mirror universe. The mirror universe has never been so treacherous. RPG writers and fans, it's time for the Treks in Sci-Fi Microcast, The Ready Room, with your hosts, Kenny, Jen, and Rick. I couldn't help it, sorry. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, well, that's what happens that when you so have special. your... <laughs> your keyboard there sitting next to your 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 board. Yeah. Anyway. Hi. Yeah. Hi. How's it going, everybody? Good. How are you guys doing? I'm Great. good. How are y'all? Are you ready for another Ready Room podcast? I am. Yes. Let's do it. All right. So uh, let's see. On this week's Ready Room, we are going to have the story so far. We have a few posts. Uh, the story is slowing down a little bit, but uh, still progressing forward, which is always nice. And we will discuss the story so far, and then we will give you our final thoughts. Um, we also have a question and an entry to our Name the Season contest. So, wow. Yeah, a whole Great. one. So, <laughs> we'll play that. We'll play that at the end of the podcast. Um, and there was much rejoicing. <laughs> so, anyways, let's get started. Life as you know it is over. You have entered our RPG space. You will adapt to the story so far. For our first post, it's a joint post from Shepard and Hawkeye Meds, and will be read by Hawkeye Meds. The three crewmen huddled together in deep conversation, in the lowest deck aboard the Tiberius. Have you not heard the rumors? I tell you something, I'm not standing for this anymore. Oh, what are you talking about, Mail? You've heard nothing. Are you deaf? Have you not heard about what's going on? Have you not heard about our faith? They all looked around as a senior officer walked past them. He ignored them. They were of no consequence to his duties. The group huddled back together, and the woman who had been silent throughout the men's discussion pitched in. Will you two belt up? All you have heard is Chinese whispers. Where are the facts? Michael turned to Lorna. I have heard from the officers. Well, one of them. They say the Emperor's Vulcan mistress has taken over, and non-Terran, in charge of the ship. I'm not working under her. She'll be deaf to us all. 
Lorna laughed. You're paranoid. <laughs> the Empress still in charge. Don't you think we'd have known if something that important had happened? Laura, Michael, look over there. In the distance, another crewman ran towards them. Once in front of them, he dropped his hands onto his knees to catch his breath. <sighs> have, have you heard? The three looked at each other, and Jones spoke first. What, Neil? What have you heard? His breathing slowed down, and the crewman slowly began to speak. <sighs> I've been up near the brig. I had some tech work to do. I saw the Vulcan. She was carrying the Emperor. Oh, I followed her. It looked like she transported him to the... Oh, to the Borg or, or to the Klingons. Either way, she's... She's killed him. Michael's voice rose higher than before. I told you! I told you she was a bad one! She's taken charge of this ship! The others grew restless, and this caused other crewmen to gather round and listen to what Nikon had to say. <sighs> Look, they're on the bridge now. The crowd grew, and a voice shouted out, The Cullen will never allow our non-Tellan to take over! He'll kill her! Nikin raised his hand up to calm the shout. Shh, look! The interrogator's missing. Along with that bastard Margan. They have control of us. They have control of the ship! Damn it! They have control of the Empire! The crowd began shouting. They had all signed up to fight for the Empire. From the back of the crowd stood a man, smiling. He was watching the crowd grow restless. He listened as the man called Michael was lifted upon his friend's shoulders. We cannot stand for this. We cannot let this happen. I'll be damned if a Vulcan and a Romulan will rule me. Who's with me? The crowd burst into life. Are you with me? The shouts echoed up. And then a phaser blast past Michael's overconfident head, slicing the crowd. Everyone turned round to see who fired the shot. In the back of the room stood the former Emperor's henchman. His black armour shined in the lights, like a hero from beyond. You don't even have a clue what is really going on here, do you, Michael Stanway? Michael looked around for support from his previous cheering colleagues. But everyone stood in shock and surprise to see David Reese making his presence known. He usually spent his time avoiding the public eye. I do! A nervous tone was evident in Michael's voice. The Emperor's dead! We must avenge him! He shouted, looking for support. No. We must make sure this Empire doesn't crumble due to his death. We must not let people who bring an end to the Empire rule it. You're talking mutiny, aren't you? You want to lead a mutiny? Before Reese could get another word in, the crowd began to shout his name. One by one, each began to cheer. Soon the whole room was in support of the once simple henchman. He was surprised by the instant support, proof of how fragmented the ship had become since the Emperor's fall. He wasn't looking for command. He came looking for allies to aid him. But this is what it takes. Yeah, he was willing to do it. He composed himself like a knight in his shining black armour. He hid his shock from his people. This isn't the way I had planned it, we thought, but it'll do. Our next post was written by In Stitches and read by Moyer777. The spy opened the hatch from the Jeffreys tube and slipped out. Only two more scent packets to place, she thought, as she adjusted the flowing Vedic's robes that had been bunched around her middle to allow her for the crawling that cramped space mandated. She smiled as she thought of the sanitary facilities actually being improved by her adjustments. 
She listened to the voices in her mind. Good. Everyone poops. Therefore, everyone has the same vulnerability. Silently, she passed through the door and stood in starlight from the window. She then bent to touch the sleeping human on the floor. Captain, your time has come to shine. You must go to the bridge now. He awoke immediately and kissed his fingers before caressing the hem of her robe. While it was well known that she slept in his bed, only they knew she did not share it. Sleeping in the Alliance's uniform, he was ready to appear on the bridge. She followed him there, chin high. No one noticed the tiny gill slits insinuated into the Bajoran nose ridges. The crew worked in near-perfect unison throughout the fight. The captain hardly had to speak to coordinate their movements. After the battle, as the crew rejoiced in the Alliance victory, she activated the scent packet spread throughout the ship's facilities. The doors opened and the smells of tea, flowers, chocolate, and mother's milk flowed into the air. The crew had been patiently, subtly trained to react in specific ways to the scents the spy produced. While they were assuredly unaware of such training, they were conditioned to react. So it was with calm loyalty that, as one, they joined with the cooperative. Spring Farmer raised her arms and, using the seductive voice bestowed on her by the cooperative, stated the standard welcome. Your presence here brings us joy as we embrace our new friends. Your solitary days of lonely wandering are over. Lower your shields and experience the ecstasy of the cooperative. From this day forward, your life will be one of unity and dedication. Relax and be welcome. Our next post is by Jen and read by Jen. I'm turning myself over, said Quinn as the remnants of a dim smile faded from his expression. What? You can't be serious, shouted Reese. It's the only option, replied Nathan. No, it's not. We can fight. Concerned that others would overhear their conversation, the Vulcan spoke up. Please, refrain from shouting, she said in a cool, authoritative tone. Reese fired a belligerent glower at Savril and lowered his voice to a quiet growl. I don't work for you anymore, and I don't recognize your position as interim empress, or whatever you're calling it. The svelte woman turned her head slowly to meet Peter's fierce glare. I have no title, nor do I desire one. She stepped away from the viewport and moved towards Quinn. You do not understand what you're sacrificing, Captain. The Borg Collective is nothing more than a group of disorganized thugs compared to the methodical nature of the cooperative. They thrive on the genetic contributions of beings such as yourself. The power that Arya would gain through the acquisition of your abilities would make her inexorable. The name struck Nathan like a heavy-fisted blow. Arya? Arya heads the cooperative? Yes, replied Savril, intrigued by his apparent familiarity with the cooperative queen. In my universe, she was... I mean, she is your daughter. Your cloned daughter. Commander Savril's first daughter was lost to a shift in the timeline. But before she vanished, Tercatra was saved and later given to a binary clone. Perhaps we could use your relation to Arya to our advantage, he mused. Reese Peters frowned and silently mouthed the word, What? in frustration and shock. He was baffled by what he had heard, but refrained from interrupting. 
He circled them slowly as they spoke, listening intensely for anything that would help him piece together the puzzle of Nathan Quinn. Savril quirked an eyebrow at Quinn's statement. I have no children, other than the ones I carry, Captain. There is an obvious physical resemblance between myself and Arya, yet the reason for that similarity has remained a mystery to me. I have sensed her favor for me. Though there is no relationship between us, she views me as a parent. I attempted to use this to bargain for the Tiberius, yet only the mention of her siblings evoked emotion and altered her decision. I am dispensable, but she holds my unborn children in high regard. Quinn rubbed his chin in thought. Could the cooperative queen be a clone in this universe as well? A thought surfaced in his mind. Do you know Eric James? In my universe, he was Arya's father. Later, his DNA was used to create the binary clone. Savril replied emphatically, No. Reese glanced from Nathan to Savril in confusion. Who cares who the Queen's mom and dad are? Let's get off this ship before she shows up to induct us both into her cultish family. Quinn crossed his arms. Discovering Arya's origin could be the key to our survival, Reese. And with that, he stretched his powerful mind in search of the mysterious Queen. And our final post for this week is a joint post by Hawkeye Meds, Shepard, and Jen. And will be read by Hawkeye Meds. David Reese strode down the metal steps to stand before his supporters. The mob went silent upon his approach, eagerly awaiting his great words. Michael approached him. What now? Reese met the crewman's gaze. Aku, he replied coolly. The henchmen could see these people with the lowest of the low, mistreated and uncared for. Now they had someone to believe in, someone who gave them the respect they deserved, and he would lead them into a new empire. This was what his father would have wanted for his son, power and the devotion of loyal followers. Emperor Locke once breathed new life into our dead empire, but he is now gone. Murdered by aliens. Our new leaders will bring ruin to what Locke worked so hard to revive. Our enemies are waiting to deliver the final blow. Do you believe these traitors will defend your home world? The crowd was chanting, yelling, No! Down with Talbot! Down with Seville! This ship is commanded by non-Terrans. None are trustworthy. You know what you must do. Rid this ship of all who oppose us. Kill anyone who gets in your way. We take this vessel and the Empire or die trying. The new Tehran Empire begins here, he shouted over the angry roar. Reese fell silent and allowing the mob's moment of rapture to build into a rabid frenzy. He then turned back to Michael and Lorna. The time has come. Michael, you know your mission. Take engineering at all costs. Lorna... Get to the bridge. Eliminate Talbot and Zrem, and take command of this ship. Once we control the Emperor's flagship, the fleet and the Empire will be ours. The Emperor's henchman turned to go. Where are you going? Michael inquired. I have a debt to repay. Michael and Lorna gathered their teams and departed the room, leaving five of the strongest and most dangerous crewmen behind. These were the men Reese handpicked to help him take out Talbot's guards the soldiers who stood watch over Seville. They took their positions around him, 
as he stepped out of the room and strode down the corridor towards the turbo lift. Computer, do I have access to internal sensors? Access to internal sensor information is granted to David Reese. The henchman smiled. His followers had contacts on the bridge, who gained his access to ship-wide security. He was very pleased to be back in the know. Computer, locate the mistress Severil. Severil is in Dr. Peterson's quarters. How many people are in the room? Two, Reese Peters and an unknown non-Terran. What about outside the room? There are two. Jump free. That's all I need to know. He didn't care who the guards were. Two men weren't going to be a problem in the least for Reese and his team. He knew he could complete his task with problems. He only hoped the others would as well. He led his team into a turbo lift and set off for Peterson's quarters. So, for the story so far, what has been happening so far? I guess there hasn't been a real lot. Uh, a real lot. There hasn't been a real lot. There hasn't been a bunch of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Shepard's character, Reese, uh, teaming up with... Um, the Lower Decks. Lower Decks people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting, the, um, the whole post about the mutiny thing happening. Yeah. And now they're going after Savril, which I and thought Talbot. Was and Talbot, yeah, you're right. But right now yeah. it seems like they've located Savril in Peterson's yeah. quarters with yeah. uh, uh, Peterson and an unknown non-Terran. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought it was really good writing, uh, just to have all of a sudden you have these characters you don't know anything about, mm-hmm. and. And then all of a sudden to have them chanting and everything. I mean, with with some characters that you do know about, and then to uh, have somebody who has witnessed um, Savril, um, you know, pulling the Emperor's body into the transporter and putting him over on the board ship. So I thought that was that was kind of cool. Yes, it was. I liked the 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 um, I guess a, a view of the, the characters in the background who are treated like crap. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you know the the lower decks characters who who um, are probably at the the uh, receiving end of most of Decolin and Margon's <laughs> torture. Right, or, it's like uh, punishments and yeah. And, I, and I, I thought it was interesting too that that one character I, I don't know if it was the girl or I can't remember who it was now I had to look back, but uh, it was saying I don't I'm I'm not going to work for her you know. Yeah. And it's like, you know, come on. You work for the power base. You're on a ship. What are you going to do? Eject down to the space? You're going to have to do something. <laughs> so I guess they're deciding to rebel and uh, yeah. take well, You know, and it's it's, it's a nice little, like, a view into reality. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. people yeah. don't like change. No, they, they hate change. And, and, and if they're in, a, in a, a group like that and one person gets them going, they mm-hmm. all pretty much, you know, with the exception with some of special people, end up going with the, the mob mentality. Mm-hmm. Which which is really oh. interesting because it, it, it explains kind of the base nature of, of the characters. Of They all kind of want their own thing. I mean, if anybody given the chance to, to do whatever they want to do would be in charge if they could, you know. But in this case, where there's a chain of command, somebody's got to lead and somebody's got to follow. And it is interesting how they work the, the crowd up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they probably don't even realize what they're doing, but oh. that's pretty much the case in real life, isn't it? Yeah. And it, it seems like Reese is the mastermind behind all of this. He he knows that he kind of needs their help to create the diversion. And you well, know. I love the, the last line of that post. This isn't the way I had planned it. Reese thought, but it'll do. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess if you want to get a, a a coup on your hands, it doesn't really matter how you do it as long as you get it. Yep. Exactly. And we finally heard from Spring Mackie Farmer. Yeah, that was interesting. That was and great. How- it was great to have her back because she's been uh, occupied recently. I really like the idea of hiding the the scent gills in the Bajoran uh, nose. Oh yeah, that was very clever. Yeah, it was very clever, and I thought, huh, that's interesting. That's Mm -hmm. very interesting. She's very imaginative. Yeah, yeah, and I really I really like the idea in that post. Even though there was a few posts, they were they were very rich in their ideas, and I I really like the idea of her training the crew over over time to respond to these scents. And I thought that was just very interesting. And now, now it's kind of like, um, what is that? Is it Pavlov's dog, where you, mm-hmm. you know, you you ring the bell and they come yeah. eat after yeah. a certain period of time. They, they do <laughs> right. They yeah. do what you want them to do because yes. you've conditioned them, and that's exactly what she's done um, covertly, which I mm-hmm. thought was kind of cool. <laughs> it's like, hmm. Yeah. Very, very deep character. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, so Quinn is going to give himself up. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and Reese is not happy about that. Reese is no, he's so not happy. But I mean, he Quinn sees this as the only way. I mean, he doesn't want more people to die for him, right? Um, and you know, but he's also going to, you know, it, there will be conditions for Quinn's, you know, turning him over to the cooperative. He's not just going to walk over and say, "Okay, good." He's going to try to secure everyone else's, you know, who was on the list, their freedom. Um, he's going to, you know, leave, let the cooperative leave them alone. If they'll take him. But he doesn't know that the queen actually is looking for him. Mm-mm. You know, he has no idea that she's the one that, well, that found she, him. He is on her list, so obviously she is looking to gain him. But he doesn't know yet what the what she wants with him. Yeah. Well, no, no, she, but, uh, no, yeah, but he doesn't realize that she's the one that, in, you know, instrumented the whole thing of bringing them to well, the universe. I don't think I don't think he was. She was because she didn't know why the Borg were at the rift. Remember, so it was the... she she had to traverse her way to the rift, and found out more information along the way as she was continuing to progress towards the battle in the uh, Borg between the Borg and the Empire. The rift was right there, so the the Borg were the ones after Quinn initially. Okay. Because remember when we we talked last season about all the voices he heard when he beamed down to the planet yes. of, of Taras? Yeah. And we, we explained that that was the Borg from the Mirror Universe probing through the rift looking for him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's who really started it all was the Mirror Borg. And then she just kind of – she's going to probably finish it. <laughs> <laughs> so he just keeps getting passed around. Hmm. From Borg to Alliance to Cooperative. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so yeah. So he is. He's going to turn himself over. Reese doesn't like it. Um, I don't think Savril likes it either. No. Because she knows how you know what Quinn's capable of, and if that, if you know, if his abilities was integrated into the Cooperative, they definitely become more powerful. Yeah. She be- she becomes unstoppable. Yeah. So you know, Savril is against it. Because she doesn't want this to happen. Mm-hmm. In fact, when she was talking to Talbot before she went to Peterson's quarters to meet with Quinn, mm-hmm. she said that that the people on that list should be prepared to take their lives mm-hmm. to prevent them from being taken from, by the cooperative. So she's probably 
if she gets a chance to respond to the <laughs> the mental probe that that Quinn is trying, then she probably will yeah. try to stop him. Yeah. But, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I know that we, Chris is working on a response with yes. Arya. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, Quinn also finds out that Arya is the cooperative queen, mm-hmm. and it strikes a nerve with them because he obviously knows that name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he informs Cyril that this is her daughter, and I thought I I, I, I like yeah. that whole part of him finding out and her finding out and and, and Reese. Reese confused. Yes, yeah, no, mom and dad. Are. Let's get off the <laughs> ship before she shows up. Well, because yes. Reese still isn't sure. He doesn't still doesn't know 100% that Quinn is not his Quinn. He still thinks, you know, it's the mirror universe yeah. and come yeah, back is, from the dead. This is the reveal for Reese as far as the, yeah. you know, he's he just knew that, yeah, Quinn was has the Quinn he's known has been gone. And now all of a sudden he's back and he's just been focused on helping him escape. Yes. And now he learns that there was an all, another universe and that's how he knows Yes. Real. Yes. And he's whoa, 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 what's going on here? <laughs> so, so uh, Reese uh, or Tim and I should be doing a joint post with that reaction. Hopefully, we'll have time before this mob comes and attacks us. Yeah. So <laughs> we have to post quickly if. Uh, mm-hmm. We need to pick up him. the pace here. <laughs> I, I can hear him shouting, and I see the pitchforks. And yes, the they're down the hall. They're running through torches and pitchforks. <laughs> they're running through the corridors right song. now. Torches and pitchforks. (laughs) Kill the beast. I like that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Someone walked away from their mic. (laughs) Sorry, I'm I'm closing the door so I don't hear the TV. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I was playing with my keyboard. So, um, I guess is that? I guess that's it for the story so far. All right, so we actually have a question from one of our listeners, uh, Mike in England. He goes by Feathers on the forums. Um, so take it away, Mike. Hi guys, this is Mike from London. I have a quick question for you. A couple of weeks ago, somebody said, "Oh, I thought we'd all been finished by now," and I'm intrigued to know quite what that meant. Because while I can see a lot of the main story arc in the Mirror Universe has been polished off with the uh, Emperor having been done away with and the Ball Class been done away with. The prime storyline, which I would have assumed to be getting Quinn back to the real universe, is still playing out, and there's still some action that needs to take place there. So I'm assuming the comment had something to do with your master story plan, wherever that's kept, that that I haven't looked at and haven't read, but uh, interested in hearing your thoughts. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks, Mike, for the question. So um, what did we mean when we said this was going to be over soon? We're talking about the act. Yeah. It's the first time we've really started doing acts in in our stories and um it's funny cuz we kind of we use the word act and story we switch them you know what i mean from what am i trying to say i'm looking for the word um interchangeably i was going to say we could do it's a whole so, mind meld yeah <laughs> We, I, we use the word um, act and story interchangeably, and when we meant that the story should be ending soon, we meant the act. Yes, it's not the, so, not the actual yeah. story. So We're there not are going to be. Yeah, there are three acts to our story, and the third one should be starting very soon, where, where all of those um, uh, loose ends get tied up that you were referring to in your question. Yeah. So. So the story yeah. is. The season is far from over. We're just mm-hmm. saying. 
the act needs to be over soon. And I thought it would end sooner, but it's not. It's actually going in ways that we never predicted, which is always nice. So it's continuing on, and as long as it moves forward, we're all happy uh, to go for the ride. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's great because in the past, um, this has been a struggle, <laughs> it, um, ending the story. Because yeah. a lot of people drop off, they get busy, and there will be, there has been in the past one person. Meaning writing Jen, writing the entire story <laughs> for us at the ending. <laughs> I think that's how I got the honor of being a co-moderator, <laughs> because I was the only one finishing stories. Well, we so appreciate you. Thank you, Jen. Oh, no. No, no, you no, really no, do. We, you just are. It's you're, much you're better different. now. I mean, people are much more involved, and it's awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um so yeah, it, this is typical for things to slow down a little bit and but really by comparison to past seasons, we have a lot of involvement and a lot of posts. <laughs> yeah. So it's very complex it's a very complex story compared to past seasons. Yeah. I think and season 5 was really good with the whole virus. Mm-hmm. That was a complicated story. Yeah. And I think this season is becoming like that. It feels the same to me. Oh yeah, it's on par it's with a, that. It's a really good story and it's very intricate and it's very detailed and you know, there's not too many gaping holes, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. And hopefully we'll fill up the rest of the holes and come to a conclusion and then, you know, end the season nicely. Yeah. But thank you very much for your question. Yes, I appreciate it. And and anyone else who wants to send us a question or a comment, you can send it to the Ready Room Podcast at gmail.com. And so I guess is that going to do it for the story so far? think so that was a quick one all right all right so now we have final thoughts we are the borg resistance is futile plug into your alcove as we communicate our final thoughts first i want to say again we were doing the name the season eight contest and we got uh one entry so i'm going to play that entry it's from mike in the uk Hi, this is Mike, and this is my suggestion for the season title, which, given that it's a Mirror Universe story, and given that we've got the change of focus from the one ship in the normal universe to all the different factions in the Mirror Universe, then I think something like Scattered Reflections would probably work fairly well. Best I can do. Thanks. All right, so that is our final... That is our only entry for uh, the name of season eight so um well congratulations mike yeah (laughs) you're the winner of the compilation contest winner (laughs) i wish the odds were that great in the lottery (laughs) i know i know this is great (laughs) so that means that i'll be sending you i do have your address since i sent you the um Christmas Trek CD, so uh, you will also receive an entire compilation of the crazy parody music and some instrumental stuff. I'll fit everything I can onto one disc and send it to you. So there, congratulations. Yay! So, uh, with that, Mike's suggestion will be added to our list of titles. Uh, I know Jen, Rick, and I have come up with a few. Um, So if anybody else wants to get in there before... Obviously, you're not going to win a great compilation from Rick because that goes to Mike. Mike. Um, but you can definitely make suggestions online in the forum, in you know any of the OOC Season 8 thread. 
if you want to. But if not, we will definitely be naming this when we start Act 3. So we will come up with a... We'll all agree on a name, and it'll be the name of Season 8. But once again, thanks, Mike, for sending in a comment and... Yeah, thank you. Do you think Mike um, qualifies as uh, the Ready Room groupie? Yes. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) what, three podcasts in a row we've gotten uh, messages from him. We like groupies. (laughs) We want more groupies. Um, We also have a new person who wants to join the RPG, which is really cool. Awesome. Yeah, he contacted us. His name is Maxwell. And he goes by Max. Max. Uh, Yeah, yeah, on the forums. Goes by what? Max Fazoo. He's he's actually looking at season eight right now. Wow! While we <laughs> as speak. we speak here, let's all, let's all type in the shout column. Hi, Max. I will right now. Just a minute. Fazoo. I gotta get over. But he contacted Jen and I and said he was interested in the RPG, and um, he's going about right now writing his profile. He's done everything right. He's contacted us. He's asked us for what you know. How he, how he goes about starting things up. Um, he wants to send it to us so we can actually read it beforehand. Um, it's it's all the right steps to joining our RPG. So hopefully, when we start Act Three, you will you guys will hear a new character and it will be his. I know he wants to play human, which is really odd to me. No, it's awesome. It's great. No, it's it's awesome. But most of our people that play want to be part this, part that. You know, he seems like, and what's great is that he, you know, he's like, I want it to be 25% O'Brien, I want it to be, you know, 10% Riker. I mean, he has a really specific idea of how he wants to play this character, which is wow. perfect. O'Brien yeah. with a beard. That's <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he really, he has like four or five characters that he's taken percentages of that he knows that he wants his character to be. Um, where he's also going to be in engineering because we need some help in engineering. Um, so he is an engineer, which is great. Well, then we can get our field module or our shield modulation back into gear because we there need you to go. do that. Well, that's right. in the mirror universe, right? That happened in the mirror universe. Did it happen on the Arabella too? Oh, what? it's been a while since we so. on Arabella. Oh, I don't yeah. remember. We'll have to go read that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to catch up. But uh, so. if you want to join the RPG, come on. We need more players. Um, if you think it's fun, it doesn't take a lot of time, uh, at least not for, you know, the casual RPGer. You know, once or twice a week we ask you that, that you post. And Some people post less than that. Yes, they do. So. Not that we <coughs> encourage that. Yeah. No, well, Rick. we weren't referring to you, Rick. Uh, Rico, Rico I was. Rico hasn't posted in longer than that, I think. No, I, I need to post again. I, I've been thinking about it, but I've been busy working on music, so. Mm-hmm. My excuse, my excuse. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, if you want to join, you could just go to the was it trucksandsci-fi.com, click on the forum link, and you will find the whole RPG section. Join the party. We like people at our party. <laughs> so, do you guys have any other final thoughts? Um, pertaining to the RPG, or just any <laughs> in general it, with in life? General. Any final thoughts in general? Yes. Okay. Um, All right. I've been working on the audio drama again um, for season five, mm-hmm. which we had mentioned earlier about the virus. And um, we got more actors playing parts. Um, Sweet. Meds cool. has a friend 
um, in England named Nikki, who's going to be playing a couple of roles that I needed to fill for women. Oh, cool. And most of our actresses are all of our actresses are American, and we've got five women and two girls playing, which is awesome because, as you know, there's a a lack of regular <laughs> forum visitors that are female. Yeah, so, I've noticed that. I've noticed that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so she's going to be playing um, two parts and um, offering a different. Um, accent to the sh- to the audio drama, which is awesome. And um, Rick has been offering a lot of new music um, yes, for the has. audio great drama, stuff. which is great help, and also to the ready room. Yes, I've been, I've been really feeling inspired that. lately. It's been very fun. <laughs> and I think that we, after this is all over, should make a um, CD of that and sell it since it's all original, and you can sell it for there yourself you and keep it. Wow. Keep the proceeds. That's true. Wow. So, yeah, because that's a that's a lot of work that you did, and it's awesome music. So I think you should, we should offer that. It's very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. Very zen, and some of it, some of it's kind of tense. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's on that's so on purpose because you. Cling on. It might yeah, that's be right. Good. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Kenny and I were talking, and I have a tendency to make happy music just because I'm a happy guy. But um, when you're looking for tense story arcs and space battles and things like that, like the latest one I did, um, and people can go to the site and listen to this, but it's called The Aftermath. And it was all about, I was thinking about um, a lot of times when we watch a science fiction show, or especially Star Trek, when they come in like um, to a battle that's happened, like um, like Wolf 359 or uh, different things where you come into this place where you see the burning holes of ships and people floating in space and and oh hey guess it's time for somebody to call during the ready room this is our first call on the right let's pick it up and ask what they want ask them if they want to be on the show just a minute is somebody going to answer that no of course not three rings and it takes over from the voicemail so i guess oh, that was okay. anyway so i was going for this um this tense but at the same time inquisitive look at things and so people can listen to it and get what they get out of it but anyway it's been fun to be inspired to write a little bit darker sounding stuff to go along with what we're reading about and stuff so it's fun awesome it's it's a lot of work and we thank you for helping us with that yes very much so it's my pleasure all right so uh, is that it um, I think so. That's all my my final thoughts. <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess that is going to do it. So this is Kenny. This is Jen. And this is Rick. Hailing frequencies closed. All music on this podcast was performed by Rick Moyer or his royalty-free music. Also, I would like to thank Metrano 7 for the introduction music. You're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. Oh, the universe out there is frightful, but Starfleet is so delightful. Since there's millions of aliens to know, boldly go, boldly go, boldly go. It doesn't seem to stop expanding. Exploring is so demanding With a ship that really won't go slow Boldly go, boldly go, boldly go When we finally reach warp nine 
how I'll hate going impulse again. But if you'll really calibrate, all the way home we'll hit warp 10. Our sensors are quite effective as we carry out our prime directive. As long as we love it so, boldly go, boldly go, boldly go. and ministers of grace defend us. It's no time to argue about time. We don't have the time. Thank you so When we finally see new life, how we'll hate going back to the earth. But if we keep our mission so fair, all the way home I'll be where We never show signs of stopping Cause there's tons of stars for shopping Our lives we really want to grow Boldly go, boldly go, boldly go Your knowledge of this technology is most impressive With any other man I would kill you where you stand all systems are functioning within normal parameters. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Please.